Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Hauk, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. What's up guys? Welcome back. It is fantastic to have you here again. If this is your first time checking us out, welcome. Today I am chatting with Shauna Kamansky and we are talking all about fat loss after 40. So I'm super excited to share that with all of you. But first, wanted to let you know that I am having a flash summer sale over on www.angelahouk.com and I have a bunch of goodies that may be exactly what you need to get the results that you're hoping for. So number one, I have a booty building guide. This is an eight week program to finally get your glutes to grow. I also have a macro friendly recipe book. So I put together this amazing recipe book and then I entered all of the recipes into my fitness pal so that if you're trying to track you can just simply search for the recipe and all of the macros are gonna come up for you so it's a way that you can mix up your meals if you're kind of getting sick of eating the same old things this recipe book is exactly what you need also put together a beat the bloat five-day reset meal plan so during these summer times I know we can have some extra consumption some extra alcohol and we just feel uncomfortable with our stomach and that's where this five-day reset meal plan comes in maybe exactly what you need to get that flat tummy and it's fantastic because it works so quickly so five days of resetting and feeling fantastic so that if you have an event coming up maybe the next weekend or perhaps you have something around the corner this is a way that you can help accelerate the results and really get that blow to go bye-bye next thing I put together was a healthy eating on the go guide you guys have been telling me on social media that this is where you struggle you struggle when you're busy when you're in social settings when you got to go through a drive-through and that is where this healthy eating on the go guide comes in so Find out the best foods and meal selections that you should grab from places like McDonald's, Tim Hortons, even places that if you're going up to a restaurant, what should you choose from the menu? I teach you how to read the nutrition facts from the menu and just how to make really great choices when it comes to ordering takeout and just kind of navigating these busy social settings. Also have my ultimate guide to flexible dieting, which is the outline of how to track macros, how to master macros, how to calculate your numbers. It essentially is everything you need to know about flexible dieting. It also has in there pre and post workout nutrition. So you know how much your macros should be before you train, how much your macros should be after you train. I also take you through some of my favorite recipes and it really is that staple that's gonna give you the information you need to be successful on your journey with flexible dieting. All of the Team Ange gear is also on sale right now. So we have handmade necklaces as well as tank tops for unbelievable prices. And you wanna check that out this week because the sale is going to end a week from today. So a week from today is 
Thursday, August 2nd. So you wanna make sure that if this is something that interests you and you're like, oh my goodness, I need that in my life, I want you to head on over to AngelaHelp.com, click on the shop link and you are gonna get all of those goodies. Cool. So let's get into today's episode. We are talking to Shauna and Shauna, she's been a fitness professional in the industry for over 30 years. She has a Bachelor of Kinesiology and a Bachelor of Education and too many certifications to count. She's a teacher at heart, having taught school for 20 years. She's also the number one best-selling author of Lose Your Menopause Belly available on Amazon. She's owned a small group training studio and multiple fitness boot camps. She's helped thousands of online fitness clients worldwide with her fitness and coaching program. She's also appeared on national TV as a fitness expert, authored articles in numerous publications, and created curriculum for international fitness businesses. She's in her early 50s, and we have a fantastic conversation right around the corner for all of you. We get to chat about how do we lose fat after 40. We talk about how we can set ourselves up for success. We talk about the worst exercises to do for fat loss, why women should never diet again, why stress is the enemy to revealing your slimmest waist, and we just get her expert opinion on everything fat loss after 40 related. So you guys are gonna absolutely love this conversation. I had a great time talking with Shauna, so let's get into it. Here we go. Hey, Shauna, welcome to the podcast. It is amazing to have you here with us. How are you doing? I'm great, and thank you so much for having me on. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to kick today's episode off just by you telling our audience a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Well, I was a school teacher for almost 20 years. I taught elementary school mostly. And after my babies were born, I spent most of my teaching career in the gym, teaching little ones all about fitness and being healthy. And during that time, I realized that I became a lot more passionate about helping the parents, particularly the mamas of those little ones that I was teaching, because I realized that I could probably have a greater impact on their life if their parents were healthy. So like I said, I became more passionate about coaching women. And so after, I guess it was in about 2007, I made the change to full-time fitness. I started a home studio because all my friends and neighbors were, as the reluctant entrepreneur, they were all nagging me to help them with their fitness. So I started with the group training situation. Actually, that was in 2004. But and I was still teaching. And then in 2007, I left teaching formally and I started a fitness boot camp at that time, resigned from teaching. And then in 2010, I went online to help more women. My focus has always been on helping women get more fit. And I mean, now it's eight years later, I guess we're to 2018. So it's been it's been a fun ride. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. And I know that you have a couple of really cool specialties and that's where I want to get into those topics with our audience. So Shauna, I know that you love talking all about losing the menopause belly. So why don't you tell me a little bit about 
what's going on there and how our audience members might be able to get rid of that belly fat that just will not go away. Well, one of the reasons, I'll just backtrack just a wee bit if it's okay. One of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping women over 40 is that I lost my mom about five years ago. And, you know, when that happens, you do a lot of thinking. And while I was always passionate about helping women, it really crystallized why I was you know, even more so passionate about helping menopausal women, because upon further reflection, I realized that my mom had a really hard time with, she had a radical hysterectomy early, I think I was maybe only eight or 10. And, and there wasn't the education back then on how to handle changes. And she was kind of just thrown into menopause. And that had long term health effects for her. And so I, you know, of course, I didn't know anything back then. But upon reflection, now I realized, wow, that that was one of the reasons why my mom suffered and had a lot of health issues and and probably died prematurely. So you know, I really delved into in particular, helping women, you know, over 40, getting, you know, getting that menopause belly and then suffering from menopause symptoms and all the fun that goes with menopause. So the biggest thing that people, you know, women talk to me about, it just seems like menopause is just this evil thing that we have to cure. But the fact is, is menopause is no different than puberty. And for those of us that have had teenage children, your child is going to be a teenager someday, Ange, and you're going to go through that puberty with your kids. And it's not anything that needs to be cured, just like menopause doesn't need to be cured. It just needs to be handled appropriately. So there's so much that we can do with lifestyle hacks, with nutrition, with exercise, with sleep hygiene, with stress management that can totally make menopause a non-issue. So that's what I'm all about. That's what I'm passionate about. I love it. I love it. So let's just dive into all of those items you just mentioned, Shauna. So you're talking about sleep hygiene. You're talking about lifestyle habits. So what are those things that women can put into action so that they're able to make it a non-issue? Well, let's talk about nutrition to start with. You know, a lot of people, they think of menopause and they think of estrogen and progesterone and they think those are the only hormones that need to be managed to manage menopause. But the thing is, is that a lot of things are happening that are related to nutrition. And then when we clean up nutrition, magically what seems to be a menopause symptom disappears. For example, insulin resistance is very common in women over 40. And as women age, as we get into our 40s and 50s, it gets more difficult for us to handle carbohydrates. We just don't manage them and metabolize them as well. And so a lot of times what happens is that because of possibly poor diet or eating habits and lifestyle habits, women are, you know, maybe overindulging a little bit in carbohydrate, or they just don't know, they just are, don't have the direction in terms of what to eat. And then they become insulin resistant. And insulin resistance, a lot of the symptoms of insulin resistance actually mimic menopause. So a lot of people think, oh, it's just it's just menopause. I just have to manage it. Like I just have to live through it. There's nothing I can do about it, which is really unfortunate because there's so much we can do about, you know, to manage insulin resistance just by changing our, our nutrition. So that's one thing, for example, just straight with nutrition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then what about sleep? Okay. So let's let, we'll, we'll go through the gamut. 
again, a lot of times women think, you know, I, a lot of things like hot flashes will interrupt sleep. And, you know, first of all, we can manage hot flashes. One of the one of the best ways to manage hot flashes is through exercise. And oh, by the way, the cure for insulin resistance, I, I should have been a bit more specific, that the best way to solve insulin resistance is to manage our nutrition and our exercise. So far, all avenues are, are going towards better nutrition and exercise. Hot flashes, a uh, lot of hot flashes can be managed or better managed when you're exercising. Sleep can be better managed when we're exercising, as long as we're not exercising too close to bed. So, you know, sometimes women are, you know, they say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going through menopause, I can't sleep, I might as well stay up and watch a movie. My whole, you know, thoughts about sleep and menopause are, or lack of sleep, you know, you can't sleep when you're watching a movie. You can't sleep when you decide to get up and do the ironing. You have to set the stage for sleep. And what that means is probably shutting down, you know, electronics to cut back on that blue light, you know, a half an hour or 60 minutes before sleep, because that blue light messes with our ability to drop into REM sleep or the more restful levels of sleep. We need to be in a cool temperature controlled room, especially we want to try and keep it cool, especially when women are experiencing hot flashes, probably dress in layers so that, you know, if you're hot, you can, you know, throw off the covers and still have a sheet or, you know, maybe have, you know, a couple layers on for pajamas. So you might strip down a little bit and just setting yourself up. Think about your, how old's your little one, Ange? He's almost three. So you know how you have a sleep routine for your three-year-old to get him ready for sleep? You don't just take him from in front of the TV or outside playing and say, go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You have a routine, right? You brush your teeth. You maybe read a book. You, you know, calm yourself down. It's no different as adults to have, you know, a routine. I have an alarm on my phone at 930 that says, you better be going to bed now. Because I need to be asleep by 10 o'clock because I get up every day just before five. So just giving myself those 30 minutes to, you know, shut everything down, you know, whatever I'm doing and just go through the same routine, open a book, a real book, not a, an e-reader, or if you have an e-reader, make sure that it doesn't have, it has the blue light filter on it so that you just kind of calm yourself down and will sleep be interrupted during menopause? Probably. But, you know, there's ways we can manage it. Sometimes we just have to weather the storm. The other thing is we can manage our nutrition. Sometimes we need to connect the dots. Man, I stayed awake last night. Okay, what did I have for dinner? Oh, you know what? I had red wine tonight. Red wine interrupts with sleep. Oh, wait, I had a coffee at 1 p.m. Oh, I shouldn't have ca caffeine afternoon. So, and it's different for everybody. So oftentimes we just need to connect the dots between what's happening and our behaviors. And for every woman, it's a little bit different, but there are some generalities that we can kind of speak about. So we've talked about a little bit about nutrition very generally, and a little bit about sleep, but there's a lot that can be done to manage both those areas to help us manage our menopause symptoms much better. Mm -hmm. And those all sound like very simple actions that the audience members would certainly be able to put into action 
right away. Very nice and simple. And I love the way that you broke that down, Shauna, in a way that people can really understand and be able to implement. Now, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the metabolism? Do you believe that the metabolism magically slows down after 40? Or what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's the general thought that, you know, I'm turning 40, the clock is just, you know, somehow my body knows that 40 years has, you know, come and gone. And so I just need to shut down the metabolism, but it doesn't have to be so what typically happens is in our 30s, if we're lucky enough to be the same weight at age 40, as we are at age 30, it's unlikely that we're the same body composition. And what tends to happen is just over the years, we tend to become a little bit more sedentary. And so we may replace some of our lean muscle tone for a little bit of body fat. So while we may be even if we're weighing the same amount, we are not as metabolically active because muscle is metabolically active. So the more muscle you have on your frame, the more metabolic you are, the more calories you can ingest, the more calories you're going to be able to burn without putting on any excess weight. The fact is also that, you know, even if you put on two pounds a year, that, that doesn't sound like much, does it, to put on two pounds a year? But over the course of 10 years, that's an extra 20 pounds. Most people put on even more than two pounds a year if they're not careful. So you've got a double whammy. You're adding two pounds a year. So let's, let's say you just added two pounds a year. So you're 20 pounds heavier than you were at age 30. But on top of that, your body composition is not as favorable for calorie burning. So you're less effective at burning calories. So has your metabolism slowed down? Yes, it has, but it doesn't have much to do with menopause. It's minimal to menopause. In fact, if you look at men in their 40s, they don't have the tight waist they did in their 20s and 30s. So it's not necessarily gender specific that we get a menopause belly because men in their 40s and 50s also tend to put on belly fat. And this has to do with a tanking metabolism based on lifestyle, not necessarily on hormones. Then would you say that you recommend your clients to actively go through muscle building phases where they're not eating in a deficit to ensure that they're building enough muscle to help support that trend that tends to happen after 40? Or what do you end up doing with your clients professionally with your recommendations to ensure that they are building muscle and maintaining muscle throughout their 40s and beyond? Well, first of all, for the most part, I need to change the mindset of women over 40 because a lot of women, especially, and you've probably experienced this as well, and when you say, hey, we need to add some muscle to your body, they have this skewed perspective that they're going to look big and bulky like a bodybuilder. And we know if only it was so easy to add muscle to your frame, right? Mm -hmm. It's just it's just not as easy as you as you'd like to think. And the go-to exercise for women is typically cardio-based. And while I, you know, I'm there's a place, a time and a place for cardio. I don't want to say I I want to discourage women from doing cardio. I want to discourage them from doing that as their only type of exercise. So even women in their 40s and 50s by adding you know, body weight exercises, they can be adding lean muscle to their frame. I like when they're excited about doing more like resistance training with implements like dumbbells and kettlebells and whatnot. But even if I can get women to be doing body weight exercises and 
more hit style cardio than the steady state cardio, they will transform their body in a way that's more favorable to adding muscle to their frame. So that tends to be my go-to. However, we need to temper the type of exercise that women in their 40s and 50s are doing based on other factors. For example, if a woman has is very stressed and her cortisol levels are elevated, then it's not necessarily a good thing for that woman to be just going hard with you know, hit style metabolic workouts or even aggressive CrossFit type workouts to get the body of their dreams because they're basically, you know, just elevating cortisol levels. So I don't have a one size fits all approach. And I'm sure that you don't either with your coaching clients. So I really like to work with clients specifically so that I can take a look at their you know, their age, their weight, their lifestyle, any pre-existing conditions that they have, their their exercise, all that stuff, because that's really going to have an effect on their results. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, would you say that your clients and the women that you interact with, would you say that you have a certain way of approaching the conversation about building muscle or approaching the conversation about shifting in that direction. For example, either particular benefits or particular things that you bring to their attention from an education standpoint so that they come to a better understanding about the importance of it, Shauna? Oh, absolutely. I mean, education drives compliance. So with all my clients, my goal for them as much as I love all my coaching clients, I eventually want to push them out of the nest so that they're flying on their own. You mm -hmm. know, I don't, I don't want them, you know, depending on me for every, every decision, every, they need to understand because once they understand the need to, you know, eat in a certain way, maybe add a little bit more protein because of propensity for insulin resistance. And so once they understand the need for, some of the things that I'm asking them to do, then they're a lot more compliant. So I feel, and you know, having been a teacher for 20 years, I'm still an educator, that I'm all about educating and dispelling myths because there are some conflicting, you know, stories or like sometimes it gets confusing. You know, what should I be doing? Should I be doing cardio? Oh, maybe I should be in the fat burning zone. What does this mean? You know, there's there's a lot of conflicting thoughts out there. So my my goal for them is to educate. And once they know the facts, then it drives compliance and they're much more likely to follow my programming. Mm -hmm. What would you say are the big myths that people come to you with? Oh, just the fact that they need to be doing cardio. You know, that, that cardio is, you know, you're going to burn fat when you're in cardio. Yes, you like doing cardio. Yes, you're going to be burning fat. But oftentimes, if you're not doing any resistance training, you know, I'm, I'm kind of painting with a like a big sweeping brush here. But for the most part, the, the majority of people, if all you're doing is cardio, you're going to be working your cardiovascular system. This is awesome. But you're not necessarily, most cardio tends to be lower body based. So you may be opening yourself up to lower body repetitive use injuries. You're not going to be addressing functional fitness in your core, in your upper body. So, you know, I notice, and like you're too young to notice this, but really appreciate it, Ange, 
is that, you know, I look at people that are my age and they're losing their functional ability. And so, you know, while I'm vain and train, train for vanity because I want to look good in the mirror, the more, the older I get, I want to be functional. I want to be able to reach the top shelf. I want to be able to, you know, pick things up. And, you know, I look at a lot of people that are my age and they're losing their ability to, to move. So now I got off on a rant. What was the question again? I got all, all I got all befuddled there. The common myths or myths. Common myths. Yeah. Right, that, right. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. The whole idea of cardio is that, you know, I, I don't want people to just do cardio and the, the myth is that if you lift weights, you're going to look too muscular. And the best way to lose fat is to get, you know, do cardio. But for the most part, you're just going to look like a skinnier version of your former fat self. And you're not going to have the functional fitness that you're going to need. So I really like to, you know, dispel the idea that, you know, cardio is the be all end all. If cardio takes you steady state cardio, marathon running, spinning, all that stuff, if it takes you to your happy place, you should absolutely do it. But you should pair it up with some resistance training so that you can remain functional as you age. Because it also helps with, you know, it also helps with muscle shaping. And as you know, you're going to look much better in your jeans when you have a little muscle on your frame. It's going to help with functional fitness. It's going to help with bone density. It's going to help with maintaining and building your metabolism. So there, there's actually no downsides that I can see to, say, metabolic resistance training or resistance training in general as we age. We can pair that up with any other kind of exercise plan to be able to, you know, with cardio or swimming or tennis or something else that you like, but the majority of us need to have some of that resistance training to be able to age well. So, you know, I think the, I'm coming around full circle here to say that one of the biggest myths is that cardio is going to be the answer to getting the body of your dreams and dieting. It's mm-hmm. like, I can't, I, let me get on the soapbox for dieting because I, I, my goal with my clients is I'm, I say that we're not going on a diet. All we're doing is we're changing your eating for life. Does that mean that you can never eat Miss Vicky's chips or, you know, your favorite food? Absolutely not. We find a way to fit in those favorite foods in moderation so that you never feel deprived. You know, that's how you diet. That's how you change your nutrition for long lasting and long term health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said there, Shauna. Now, I know you do educate a lot about belly fat. So I want to talk in two directions with that. So the first thing I want to talk about is belly fat that is caused from a stressful environment that we're creating or that we have in our life. And then also I want to talk about when we have clients that come along and just want to do every ab exercise underneath the sun to try to get a flat stomach. So let's talk about hormones first. Well, I mean, the whole idea is that belly fat, you know, even if you have a great nutrition plan, let's think about four, let's think of a table or a chair. And let's think of those four legs of the table. And one would be nutrition, one would be exercise, one table leg would be stress and one would be sleep. So let's look at the stress table, uh, leg of the table. If our stress is off the charts, even if, you know, we've got fairly decent nutrition and sleep and exercise, 
that stress response is going to drive up our cortisol levels. Now, cortisol is a hormone that it's kind of a survival hormone where we have that fight or flight response and our body is conditioned to store belly fat because we save everything for a rainy day. So cortisol is going to drive up our belly fat storage. So it's really important when we think of those four legs of the table that we can't ignore our stress levels. We cannot, you know, outdo, you know, high stress levels. So it's really important that we manage our sleep because when we have high, you know, sleep deprivation, that also drives up cortisol levels. And we try and manage our stress as best as possible to reduce our cortisol levels. Now, when we look at the fitness leg of the table, while exercise is a brilliant way to shape our body, we can't necessarily out-train poor nutrition. So even if we do core exercises, we can have an incredibly strong core, but it, it's not necessarily going to burn off that belly fat if our stress is out of control and our nutrition isn't dialed in. So it, it's a balancing of to me, those four things are the most important things that we need to balance in order to get rid of our belly fat and keep it off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. One of the other things I like to kind of add to that table as a fifth thing is movement. I think so often people, they want to, they, they, when, they're, when they're talking about their exercise component or we're kind of worried about like, okay, what's the perfect workout to do? Or what's the perfect diet to do? They forget about movement. So often, if I even just give my clients a little bit more movement in their day, we can bust through either a plateau or we can see some massive changes with the overall achievement of a goal just by moving more. And those are just small little simple things throughout the day where I think if we can move more, we certainly can see a really great overall result. Have you seen the same thing with your clients, Shauna? Yes, absolutely. It's just kind of that unintentional movement where, you know, I I look back even on my own life and I've had a dog for, oh man, 30 years. So I walk my dog twice a day, uh, twice to four times a day. So, you know, those are 10 minute bursts. So all all those, like, I don't count that as my exercise, but if I remind my clients that, you know, that unintentional movement, it adds up. So absolutely. So we can't discount the benefit of, you know, all those small things. And you're so right. Like we, and those are the things that we, you know, we don't necessarily have to schedule into our day. We're just doing it. And that's one of the things that things that often happens I think especially to women in our 30s, for those of us that had babies, you know, in our 20s or 30s, our kids are getting older. Well, mine are older now, but you sit down more. When you're younger, you're chasing those babies everywhere. You're in chase mode right now, woman, right? Have, do you even eat a hot meal, right, with a three-year-old? <laughs> no, I always joke. I try to bring him to places. Like right now, I'm totally in the mode. I'm getting married, and just everybody in my life is getting married and having babies. So yes. we try to go to these. We go to the bridal shower. We go to the like the baby shower. We go to all these events. And I don't even talk to anybody. I would love to, but most of the time I'm chasing him around. He's, right? Yeah, because he's, yes. he's so, so busy. busy. He's so busy. Right? And that's our and day. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is your life right now. But but wait 10 years. Yep. You're not going to be chasing him around. And so all that incidental movement, you know, right now, you're going to, well, not you, because you're going to be on top of it. But most women don't even notice that, oh, my goodness, this is so nice. I get to sit down and visit. But they don't, they, they don't realize that, hey, I'm not burning the same amount of calories, but, oh, I'm ingesting the same amount. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a simple math right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. And all of these insights are, are so wonderful, Shauna. And what I love is that you bring a refreshing perspective to this conversation simply because you have been in the industry for longer than myself and you have this great understanding of what that evolution is going to look like for both my audience and then also maybe some older people in the audience who are exactly yeah exactly who your target audience is and the people that you work with as well so i'd just like to go from here with some of the other things that we talked about in our original emails and the one thing that you mentioned was this one change challenge and how it can help transform people's lives. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, the thing is, is that that sometimes people, and I'm sure you felt this with your clients as well, is that a lot of people get just overzealous. They get this idea, you know what, I'm going to get fit, or I've got a reunion, I'm going on a cruise, and then they just get hell-bent on uh, you know, I got to lose 25 pounds, so I got to cut out sugar. I'm not going to drink. I need to exercise. There's no gluten for me. And so then they start all these, they just start hard, which I I appreciate their their enthusiasm, but that tends to cause the start and stop because they set themselves up for failure. They They just do too much too soon. So my suggestion, and I always like to bring my client, Diane, that used this idea is she chose one change. And that is week one, she stopped putting sugar in her coffee. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but the thing is, is she could remember it. She didn't feel overwhelmed. She didn't like, she just could, she could manage it. She didn't feel deprived. So the fact is, is that she did that for a week and then she took another change. She changed her brand of yogurt. So she wasn't putting sugar in her coffee and she chose a higher protein brand of yogurt. So like she just slowly made these changes and yes, change was slower for her, but she never felt deprived. She is close to 60 and she has lost 50 pounds. Oh my goodness. And so that's the idea of doing just one small change at a time because, you know, it's manageable and you don't, you don't feel deprived. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. It's such a hard sell for people to buy into that idea because they want the meal plan. They want that. You give me my macros. You give me like yeah. this big intense change, but that's not how we evolve and have it stick, right? Like we can do it for a little bit of time, but eventually We've created too much change too quickly and nothing really sticks or we feel a lot of resistance to this making it stick too, right? Like we want to fall back into the old habits. We want to have all of these, the things that maybe we used to have. So let's say 
somebody is getting started with you or, or they're listening to this and they just don't know where to start, what would you say are like the first few things that are going to have the biggest impact for them? So I, I just wanted to, to just add a caveat to the fact that if you're going it alone, the best thing to do is just change one thing at a time. If you want a little bit faster change and you're ready and able to do, you know, to implement a little bit more than just one change, like no sugar in your coffee, and you want to be a bit more intentional and speed up the, you know, collapse time a little bit, you need to put a support in place. You need to have someone to be accountable to, someone to provide direction. That's when personal coaching really helps so that you're not going it alone. So that's kind of the caveat. If, if you're, you know, if listeners out there are just like, you know what, I, I know I need to make a change, but I'm not ready to commit to anything big now. Commit to yourself, write it down or commit to an accountability partner that, you know what, I am this one change. I'm going to, I'm going to add a vegetable to every meal or, you know, make that one change and, and talk to a friend about it. But if you're ready for more, then, you know, put that support in place, get that coach. And that would be someone like you or me. Now your question, your next question was, what was the first steps if you wanted to make a big change? Was that it? You bet. Like what, what are the steps that you believe would have the biggest impact for somebody who may be listening? The first thing is to get a mentor, get a coach, because that is actually going to, to collapse time. It, because that coach can tell you what is what, the biggest bang for your buck in terms of effort. So you can apply the least amount of effort and get the most results. So that is my best tip, is to find that coach that resonates with you because they're going to collapse time for you. And not in a way that, okay, you're going to lose 25 pounds this month and then you stop with the coach and then you're going to gain that back with friends the next month. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about applying the least amount of effort, doing the simplest things to get the most effective, you know, the, the most results. I think the one of the other big things is just the top of mind awareness that women, especially women in their, you know, over 40, the most common thing I find is that women don't give themselves any time. So even, you know, listeners, if you will just give yourself 15 minutes a day and commit it to your health, and that might be for food prep, it might be for stress reduction, might be for a workout, but just give yourself 15 minutes a day and that will actually move the needle on your health a fair bit. And if you don't know what, you know, oh, well, okay, I'm giving myself 15 minutes. I don't know what to do. Well, then you need more direction from a coach. But you can get a surprising amount of progress from just giving yourself 15 minutes a day. So giving yourself time is really important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say, too, the other big thing is that when it comes to getting started or comes to trying to create the building blocks, you have provided so many small little habits in today's conversation that I think that if people go back and listen and just kind of jot down those things, I think that you also can be like looking at them and then map them out to say, okay, this is the one thing that Shauna suggested would be good and would be beneficial for me to help support my goals. Okay. So that's 
going to be what I do in week one. And sometimes I don't think it matters if it's introduced in week one or if it's introduced in week three when it comes to the grand scheme of things. I think that sometimes it's just, okay, this is where I'm going to start and then I'm going to yep. build on it versus making it so complicated that, okay, this is the this is what I have to do first and then I have to do this and yep. then I have to do this. If we can just get started with something and pull on yes. those like bits and pieces even if it's it, like, I, I really do think we overcomplicate it. I really do think Absolutely. we think like it has to always be this way or that way. And then also it doesn't help that we are overwhelmed with so much conflicting information that we also yeah. aren't sure what to do. And that's the one thing about so many gurus or experts or people that are out there is I think we just have to find somebody or something that we stick to and then stick to that one thing to see it through versus this yes. is the month I'm going to try keto and then next month I'm going to try macros and then the month after yeah. that I'm going to try intermittent fasting and it's that jumping back and forth of like never really being able to see something through from the standpoint of this works for my lifestyle and yes. I'm just going to stick with it you know agreed yeah I think it's really important to to kind of you know, put your ear to the ground, find that, you know, guru that resonates with you that maybe is, you know, within your age category or, you know, that you really feel like, okay, I connect with this person. Yeah. And then, you know, even reach out to them. That person likely has a ton of free content, has a lot, you know, a lot of testimonials, like make sure that, you know, they, they have some credentials behind their name, but you know, so that they're not just like some kind of marketing expert, because you and I know, Ange, that on, you know, I hate to say it, that on Instagram, for example, there's lots of people that like look good on the outside, but they might not have the coaching ability on the back end of that. So find someone that that you resonate with, that, you know, kind of clicks with you, and then exactly kind of, you know, calm the noise from everybody else, and then give give it a try. You have to, like, I, I always suggest to people that you haven't really tried something. You don't know if it has, if it's worked or not, unless you have committed to it with a hundred percent compliance for 21 to 30 days. And there's sometimes the results are, are non-scale victories. You know, you don't always measure your, your, your success by the scale, because a lot of people will you know, I have clients that, you know, there's a lot of other benefits that are coming that get discounted when they have only lost two pounds and they're expecting to lose 10, but they're sleeping better. Their strength is better. You know, their thinking is, you know, they've, they've cleared up the foggy head, but they're not looking for those. So a good coach is going to point out, okay, this is what we're looking for so that you're not always just measuring your progress by the scale, because while that is a measuring tool, it's by far the best one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with all of that, Shauna. Now, what would you say is lighting you up the most these days? You know what? I have to say, I love my clients. What, what's, been, what's been so surprising to me in the last little bit is that I've, I've really moved towards more personal coaching. And I think we have this idea that, you know, as we get older, maybe in our 50s and 60s, certainly in our 70s and 80s, you know, aesthetics, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter. But I have so many amazing women in their 60s, 70s, 80s. I even had a 91-year-old reach out to me 
to say, look, I don't look good in my clothes. Can you help me? So I, I was just amazed. So I'm, I'm really interested to, to see that, you know, women of all ages, shapes and sizes, we're all in this trying to look and feel better. And so age is just a number. And so it really lights me up to, to be working personally with clients when they let me in their life because we can really move the needle. And then when I get their feedback that um, I spoke with Linda, for example, yesterday from the UK, and she's like, oh my gosh, I feel so fantastic. I feel in control of my eating, my exercise, like I'm feeling so strong. It's like I get goosebumps when I talk to my clients and I get that kind of feedback. And this is someone in their 60s when a lot of people think, oh, it's too late for me. Mm -hmm. So much change can happen. Like we, we just can't give up. So I really love that. That's, that's pretty exciting to me. Mm. And I love that you give them hope. I love just, I could hear it in your voice, Shauna, that you give people hope that have perhaps in the past either given up on themselves or given yeah. up on making their happiness and their self-confidence a priority. You're saying Yes, you can make changes and yes, there is hope for you. And I absolutely love that you're creating that kind of impact and giving women an opportunity to really make those changes. So kudos to you for that. Well, thank you. I just feel like it's such a, a gift when I get to be a part of somebody's journey. So that that's that's great for me. So I, I it's, it's selfish in that regard that I really love that. So it's win-win, I guess. Amazing. And if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, you know what? I really want to get a hold of Shauna. I want to talk to her and I want to see if I could possibly become a client of hers. How would they get a hold of you? I do a lot on Instagram, just Shauna Kaminsky. I have a fantastic free group on Facebook called Healthy Secrets for Women 40 Plus. And I do a lot of Facebook lives in there. And uh, I also have a blog, shaunakay.com. And I know that you'll probably have those links in in the show notes, but those probably social media, the IGDM and on my healthy secrets for 40 for women, 40 plus private group, just as a note, if uh, a woman has to request to join, I vet everybody in that group so that they're all, all women. We have over 6,000 women with a great conversation going on in there. Those are two, two excellent spots to find me. I love it. Amazing, amazing, Shauna. Now I do wrap up the interview in the same way every time for the podcast. So how would you like to be remembered? I want to be remembered as just the go-giver, the, the person that always has something positive to say and someone that's always ready to help. Because I mean, I feel like I get life when I help others. So I would really like to be known as, you know, just a go-giver that, that just helps as many people as, as I could in, in my day. Amazing. Amazing, Shauna. Well, thank you for taking the time to join me today on the podcast. We'll be sure to put everything in the show notes so that if you guys are listening and really want to connect with Shauna, get all of those fantastic tips that she has to share. I'll make sure to hook you guys up with that. Thank you so much for having me, Ange. All right. All the best, Shauna. Take care. Oh, I just love how Shauna is showing up in this world and the impact that she is making with so many people. So if any of today's conversation resonated with you, I invite you to head on down to the show notes, look at Shauna's information and connect with her. She's an amazing soul with so much 
valuable information and I'm really grateful that she took the time to come on and chat with me. So just have to give you guys one more update and that is that we are 15 weeks out from the UFE World Pro Championships. So it is a go. You guys know I've been tossing back and forth. Am I going to do the show? Am I not going to do the show? But we are going, okay? We are gonna do it. I'm super, 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 super excited. So thank you for all of your support. You can follow every step of my journey over on Instagram and also on YouTube. For right now, we're doing bi-weekly YouTube. So every second week, you can anticipate to see a new YouTube video of what's going on. And then closer to showtime, we'll ramp it up with those weekly check-ins just like we did last time. So as always, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for being here. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I want to transform 1 million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love. Ange.